0: Welcome to Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow, and I'm your host Sean Robinson. And today we have a very, very special guest. Actually, for the first time, the second, second feature on the podcast, my guy Ra 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 Raphael Rujalos. What up, Ra? How are you, well, What's up, Sean? What's up, Sean? It's good to see Dude, you, man.
1: Hey, thanks for having me again. You know, man, it's, all, it's all love with Orangero. It's all love with you, man.
0: You already know, man. So it was back in season one. We were talking about that before we got uh, started here via Zoom uh, with the recording. And uh, there's a reason why I said Zoom, because I'm, I'm about to ask you a question here shortly. Uh, but we were recording back in the offices, in the office in uh, the Cathedral of Learning. I think you were still a student athlete I at picked then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I was just finishing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the reason I said Zoom, because, you know, on Zoom, you're able to have your your name shown. Do you see my name? Uh, I do see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So what is who is my name? Boston? Awesome. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, the better number seven and golfer. Let's go. <laughs> so You know, it's not it's not good to lie, Sean. <laughs> it's not good to hey, we're going to get into it.
0: We are gonna get into it, but as a as a former athlete, you understand the importance of warming up and stretching, right? Yep. Here we go, boss. First question: If you're going to listen to one musical artist for 30 days straight, their entire catalog, who are you selecting?
1: I'm Go Bob Marley. You no, know, yeah, it's just it what just mellows that? me out. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's actually an artist that I listen to at uh, like when I'm driving for work and stuff. And I know we'll probably get into work, but. Um, I mean, it just kind of relaxes you, you know, throw the one love on three little birds. And it's 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 timeless. It's timeless. So I'll go Bob Marley. I too.
0: dig that. I dig that. That that was a that's a great selection. Surprising. I wouldn't expect that. But that, that's that's really strong. Really strong. Well, it's really strong. really strong. <laughs> really strong no? I thought you would have said somebody like more of a, a newer artist, uh, more recent artist. But you took it back a little bit because Bob Marley's a little bit before your time. But somebody put you on, though. That's super dope. No shade, uh, dog. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, boss. If you had to be on a reality show, you had to be on a reality show. Uh, what show would you be on?
1: I don't know if uh, you've seen the the new show or the original, the Squid Games. Oh yeah. But they came out with a reality version of it where people from all over the world. Yes. Went on to be a part of it. Yes. And, uh, I think I would love to to do that. I mean, for, you know, for those of you who are not, in, uh, you're not familiar with it, or are you familiar with this? Yes, yes, yes. Um, So, I mean, for that type of money and, you know, you got to have a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill, a little bit of brainstorming, a little teamwork, a little selfishness, you know, putting yourself to the test. I think that would be super fun to be a part of. So that um,
0: is, yeah. that is super dope. So, I'm very familiar with the show, the game, the competition. I have not seen an episode, but I have to make it a priority because one of our former board members was a participant on this most recent one really? on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Ch- Chad Van Horn. He was number 286. I'm showing you a picture now. I, I yes. Far, yeah. Yeah. That, hold on, you know him? That's my guy, yeah, man. Yeah, he's like one of the best on there. I Seriously? Was, I, was, I
1: was heartbroken when he lost.
0: Oh, man, that's oh, crazy. Man,
1: that's my,
0: yeah, that's my guy right there. Yeah, man, Chaz, my dude, man. So we're in... Um, yeah, that's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, former board member. Uh, we got connected through... Um, he's actually from the Pittsburgh area. He went with Robert Morris. And um, and so, yeah, no, that's my guy, you man. Gotta, you got to watch he, it, Sean. Yeah, I, I have to watch it. I, I've been seeing them post about it. You know, he's oh, an attorney in, in South Florida, man, super cool guy, great guy, truly has a heart for the community. And I've been seeing that he was progressing, Uh, but I I, I, I heard oh, he didn't yeah. win. But I definitely, I got I'm going to make it a point to make sure I check it out.
1: Yeah, you got to check it out. No, he's he's an important character for sure.
0: Super dope. Super dope. And so the last question, and, and shoot, it may tie in, what is, what is your favorite TV show of all time?
1: You know, I um I held off watching The Game of Thrones for a long time. Um and I watched it. It it's 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 tough. It's between The Game of Thrones and The Last Kingdom. Have you have you seen either of those?
0: Uh, maybe two episodes of The Game of Thrones. My wife huge fan. Yeah, I tapped out. It was doing too much for me. I tapped yes. out. Well, so,
1: so what I say, what I say about those, and I almost want to lean towards the Last Kingdom. Both have a great storyline. Um, it kind of goes back like I don't. It's not medieval times, but it's like heathens and the church, and there's like kingdoms, and there's like all different love affairs and different things. And then the fighting scenes in the Last Kingdom would probably give me the edge. I mean, the show is amazing. This guy named Uhtred. Uh, He's just like a, he's just a beast, and he was. It, it's it's an amazing, amazing show, amazing show. The last he just came out is, with a movie too. Okay, okay,
0: okay. When 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 was it? Uh, when was it released? Around, like in the last five years, ten years? Yeah,
1: last last five years. Okay, okay, last five
0: years. I so I'll probably go the last kingdom
1: Also, I cried a good bit watching it. Believe it or not. I believe it. Not <laughs> like.
0: Would you mean? Why you say or not?
1: <laughs> I totally believe oh, it. Oh man! Don't do that! Don't do that! Uh, I got, I got too I got too warped in the, in the, and just the relationships and yep. the affairs and stuff like that, man. I, I got out of character.
0: I got to check it. Out. No, I don't know if that's out of character. <laughs> you talk about or not, man? It's very believable. I definitely oh, believe it. Relax. All right, relax, man. <laughs> So, Ra, take us back. Early beginnings, childhood, family, introduction to sports. Where are you from, boss?
1: Yeah, so I was uh I was born in Connecticut when I was one, moved down to Florida. Uh so my whole childhood was pretty much in, in, in Orlando. Kissimmee, Florida is actually the city I grew up in, about 20 minutes from Disney.
0: Yeah, I'm about uh, to say, like you can't say Kissimmee and I say Disney. No yeah, one would know yeah, Kissimmee if it was for, I, <laughs> for uh, yeah,
1: people, Disney. A lot of people are familiar with Disney, so Basically right, right down that way. Um, I, I, I'm going to pause right there. So are you over Disney World? You know, I've been away. I've been away for a while, so I wouldn't mind going back. But definitely when I lived there, you know, it was overplayed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to complain too much about it because it's actually pretty cool to have the access to it. And at the time when I was in, when I was younger, you would actually get a pretty good discount and deal to go to Disney being a Florida resident. So it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was pretty cool, especially being a child, being able to go. So I wouldn't say so. Did you have a favorite park? Epcot, Magic Kingdom. Growing up, growing up, it was Animal Kingdom. Mm. Um, It's I think that I personally think that's the best park. A lot of people, you know, rave about the the Magic Kingdom and the big castle. But I think Animal Kingdom is super, super cool.
0: Super random question. So, if if you had to work at Disney World, you had to be one of the characters. You had to wear one of the uh, the mascot uniforms. Which one would you dress up as, dog? Yeah, it's so a summer job, man. You you're um you know you're going into your sophomore year in high school.
1: Just give me Mickey. Mickey, why not, dog? That's the goal. Yeah, just give me Mickey. I, I, I want to be the top, dog. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it big. Take me down on the parade. Yep. You know, everybody wants to see Mickey, so I'll do. I'll do Mickey.
0: That's true, and you a good height for that too, so that makes All sense. Right, here we go. <laughs> hey,
1: go back, continue, man, family. Yeah. Uh, so, you no, know, I, I grew up, uh, mom and dad, uh, different households. Um, and I have, I, I grew up with two of my brothers, uh, Nathan and Gabriel. Um, as far as, as far as playing sports, I, I played t-ball and soccer when I was really young, even ran track for like a couple weeks, but nothing really stuck. Um, and I played football when I was seven. Uh, boy, it was tough. I was, I was playing center. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I was getting bull rushed every play. And then uh, they put me at running back, and I did absolutely terrible. Um, and I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit. I told my mom I didn't want to play anymore. And then the second season was coming around, and my mom was like, go out there and go try it again. You know, th- you know, just give it one more shot. And then I had, like, an amazing season. It was super fun. It had a whole bunch of touchdowns. And then it was, you know, no looking back. So that's kind of like the beginning of football. Um I will say, just to reflect on it a little bit, I think my first year, uh, my coaches, uh, I will say, weren't that good. Um, and why I say that, I think it was a lot of favoritism. Um, like I wasn't good, but I think as far as like developing, even at that young age, I, it's super important and how an experience could can really change the, uh, the trajectory of, a, of an athlete's career. And then my second year, and I think I had some amazing coaches um, that really like tried to develop, and so I, I wonder, you know, how much that you know played a role. So. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean,
0: I, I was second guessing your coaches when you saw when you said you played center. Unless unless you were the same size then that you are now, then that makes sense. You were bigger than no, than I was.
1: I, I was I was small. They just had to, they had to put me on the field. They right. Just you know, the the uh, there was favoritism at who was getting the ball. So yeah, actually struggled
0: a little bit playing ball, football early as well, about the same age, about the same age. I I was not a star. I was fast. I didn't know what I was doing. I remember one play that like they, I think a family member was friends with the coach. So they had to put me in the game. Like, dang, let them play. And uh, and one of my friends, he scored the touchdown had to be like a sixty-two yard touchdown, but it was called back because I was like, I think I blocked a couple people in the back or something like that. I don't know what I was doing, but they were so mad at me. <laughs> yeah, man, I was like, man, I ain't doing this thing. But i um, thankfully, um, you know, I was encouraged to continue to play. And like you said, man, the rest is history.
1: Yeah, no, no, for sure. I, uh, I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm- I'm pretty sure I only had, like, a five-yard run my first year playing football. That was the longest run I had. No, I had a 30-yard run. It got caught back.
0: What athletes did you look up to when you were younger?
1: (sighs) Probably LaDainian Tomlinson, Mm. Um, if I had to pick one right out the gate. Now, as I got older, obviously, there's tons of football players. Probably right out the gate, like LaDainian Tomlinson. Um, He was, like, versatile, can catch. You know, stiff arm, even though my stiff arm wasn't ever that good. Uh, and then, I mean, I think, you know, I was still, I mean, how young? Because childhood, that, definitely Danny Thompson. I'll tell you who I used to look up to a lot um, was the 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 Florida Gators. When they oh. had Urban Meyer. Okay. They had the, the Chris Rainey's and the Percy Harvins. Mm. Ooh. Um, in fact, yeah. I would probably say that I looked more up to, like, college than I did the NFL, the Reggie Bushes yeah. of the Ooh. world. Yeah. Like Reggie Bush, I mean. Yeah, he was that guy. Yeah, totally. He was a bad man on the field. Yeah, it was like totally. a video game. It
0: was incredible. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I would say probably those those individuals were kind of like the focal point of my like aspirations being a running back. So not how, looking I'm switching sports because I'm thinking of, I'm not sure the timing
0: of the Orlando Magic. Were they good you, when you were growing up with Shaq and, and Penny
1: still there? Or was that be a little bit before your time? Nah, well, I to be honest, off the top of my head, I don't remember, but I know that when I started watching basketball, Shaq was not there. Okay. Um, it was a, it was the Dwight Howard era. Got you. It, okay. It okay. okay. E, Superman. Lew, Jameer Nelson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. hey for Austin. Skip to my Lou. Got you. So, yeah. yeah okay. Was, that, yeah. You know, that was the squad. So um the JJ Reddick a little bit, but yeah, I would say Dwight. That was the Dwight era.
0: I, that and is. I'm right surprised right he now.
1: wasn't in the top seventy five. I know there's some off-the-field stuff going on, but I mean the guy was dominant.
0: No, but. he definitely was. He was he was elite. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense because shoot, when I was younger, it was Shaq and Penny. So that makes sense. It was the white for you. Yeah. Dig that, dig that, dig that. And so fast forward, man. Talk about
1: your success on the field there in, in high school. Yeah, so I um so I actually moved uh about 45 minutes away to an area called Winter Park um you know the reason for it is literally to to have a better opportunity i know i was talking with my dad we we didn't think that in kissimmee i was gonna have the best opportunity to maybe give myself a chance to, to be a, D- a division one football player um so i went to winter park uh winter park high school um i was involved in football track uh even did a little uh, weightlifting um and it was honestly, it was an awesome experience. I mean, out the gate, I uh, I played I played uh, junior varsity, and then going into my sophomore year, I was playing I was playing varsity. I was a starter, and then I tore my ACL. Um, now, you know, in this time, I was I was doing really well. In summer, we do tons of like different camps and you know, meeting coaches for the first time, and so everything's kind of you know moving in the right direction. Boom, tear my ACL, um, and that really set me back. You know, I missed my sophomore year, came back my junior year, but I still it was it was still like that rehab season. Um, I had a brace on. I wasn't like explosive like I wanted to be. I still played, uh, but it was a tough year. Um, but I think transitioning to my senior year after having a year under my belt, uh, then running track, helping get my cycle and my gait back, you know, I I, I had a, a I would say a, a stellar senior year, um, you know, a team that was projected to win three, four games. We ended up going to like the second round of the playoffs. Uh, and you know, I, I balled out, I balled out. I, so I did, I did really well. And you know, it was an awesome experience to say
0: the least you balled out recently, man, you were inducted into the, uh, the high school's
1: hall of fame, correct? I was,
0: man, I was, Tell me about that experience and that process, I man. How did you find out and yeah, tell, tell, speak about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, it's, I think it's, it's, uh, it's layered, right? So, you know, from a athletic performance perspective, you know, I made an impact at Winter Park, but I think also from a, a camaraderie and leaving a legacy uh, off, off the field, but when I say off the field, like, leaking into other sports. So I, I coined this term OTP. It literally just stands for only to park. But at the time we were actually having some racial tension. So this was at the, this was during the time where I think there was the first election that, um, Obama had to go through. And I yep. think it was between Mitt Romney and my, the high school I go to not to be long winded here, but the high school I go to, um, it's, It's in a predominantly white area, but there's a lot of black kids that come in from outside Mm. Winter Park. And so there was a lot of racial tension. Anyways, there was a lot of segregation that was happening within my football team the junior year. So going into senior year, I wanted to create something that brought us together, that made us feel unified. Um, And so I coined this term OTP, which meant only the park. And it was only the park wins. Mm. And like any single time we were, it was like a, a war cry. Or like we were losing or we were working out or whatever it was. It was like OTP, like us over everything. Um, and fast forward 10 years down the line, a little uh, – uh, a 17-year-old making this term is now on the yearbooks, on the uniforms. People are chanting it at water polo and and, and volleyball matches and the state championship basketball games. And it's, wow. it's crazy to see – how people gravitated towards it and, and felt unified towards it. And, and I think that's, you know, that's why it's still around today. And so, you know, it was part of my performance on the field and my impact. We ran track, went to states and stuff. Um, but I think that that also the OTP and what it meant to Winter Park High School is, you know, another reason why, you know, I, you know they elected me to be in the Hall of Fame. Wow, that's amazing. I was not aware of that story, and I'm not surprised by that, man. Like, you –
0: Talk about salt of the earth, man. Like you, you talk about embodying what it means to be more than an athlete. Like I am I applaud you for that. And that's that's awesome. That is that is still been lasting, you know, a, a decade later. Where does that desire to help others bring people together? Like where does that come from, man? Because I mean it's truly in you.
1: I mean. I can't think of a definitive moment in time when someone taught me, hey, this is how you gotta be. This is what you gotta do. But what I do know is we're sponges at a young age. And, you know, we pick a lot of things up from our parents and my mom and my dad, you know, this was, I think this was a part of who they were from a personal standpoint giving back to family, um, wanting to be involved in different things. You know, my dad now, and this is how he's always been. My dad gives a lot of back, a, a lot back. He lives in Connecticut. He gives back to the community a lot, does tons of, uh, you know, things over the winter, Turkey giveaways. And so that type of personality and that type of, you know, who you are, I think just kind of, it just trickled down to me. Um, and just wanting to to have an impact and wanting to give back and wanting to connect um, so, I, I, you know, I, I can't tell you that there's a definitive moment in time where it was taught to me. But I imagine that this is a part of who my mother and my father are. Yeah. And it just trickled down to me and who I became.
0: Yeah. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, I totally agree with being a sponge, especially at that young age. Knowing you, I would like to know this. How much does faith play a role in that, in your beliefs?
1: You know, I, I, I it plays a big role. Um you know, I would say my faith and my faith became more important, actually, when I left high school and, and I went to my freshman year in college. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know you know, who God was. I knew of God, went to church sparingly. Um, but, you know, I would say my, my faith plays a big role. It gives me purpose. You know, it gives me yeah. it gives me reason. Um, you know, when you read the Bible and you listen to, you know, how how Jesus is and was, you um, and and trying to embody that, you know, we, we can never be that, but I, I think, you know, any time and any chance, any opportunity you have to try to embody selflessness, patience. Um, you know, I, I try to take advantage of that. So yeah, yeah, my faith, my faith plays a big role in that for sure.
0: That makes sense. I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on a podcast, but growing up, man, many people thought that I would go into ministry. They should call me Reverend pastor or bishop you know joking like he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be in the ministry and i truly believe that orange arrow is my ministry so it's not underneath you know the typical you know uh church uh but this is uh as you mentioned purpose it's purpose driven and this is my ministry this is my opportunity to show god's light and love uh through you know the work of this organization, and then the interactions and the connection with with folks, and uh, and and also being thoughtful of young people, like you said, being sponges. You know, and so being intentional about bringing, you know, people together and showing love and kindness and laughter and joy, and being vulnerable, man. So um yeah, I mean, I totally identify with uh, what you're what you're saying. Picking up and putting yeah. down, definitely. Yeah. So fast fast forward, and boss. Uh, you went to Pitt in the first podcast, we talked more about the full picture. Um you know, going to JUCO, getting a scholarship to Pitt, and and, and, and some of your highlights there. What I don't remember though is how did you find out about OA? Now, I know you became
1: an intern, but do you remember who told you about OA? Yeah, yeah. So, Sean, I I found out about OA. pit, has to, they, they had their athletes do um, volunteering events and coming back now? Yes, I remember now. Yes, yep. And uh, so the receiver group had to do a um, a volunteering opportunity. It might have been at a boys and girls club. It definitely was. Yes, and um, we yeah. went in there, and uh, you know, Orange Arrow was I guess hosting it. Um, we were we were we were working with the kids there, and um, we had that we had to show the kids how to tie a tie, and. Lo and behold, I didn't know how to tie a tie. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the first day I learned how to tie a tie <laughs> before you know. I had to teach, the, 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 you know, the, the young student-athletes how to tie a tie. So that was my, you know, that was my introduction to Orange Earl. That was the first day I met you. um, And, you know, the rest is history.
0: Yes. It, yeah, I mean, to say the least, uh, I mean, we talked about this right before we got on, man. Like, OA family for life, man. We have created a... Uh, you know a brotherhood man like like we're connected forever man and so uh is it i'm glad that that um that our path has crossed man it was it was destined man it just been it's been awesome man to see our our friendship and our um you know grow over the years man uh people probably hear it now but the banter like we're always going back and forth so even when you made the post about making the hall of the uh the hall of fame I reached out to you thankfully they they consider taking consideration your golf game <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> and they, they were like OTP like I, I remember my OTP you better get out of here <laughs> You know what I mean but but that's just the type of uh, relationship we have man and and, and uh and I truly appreciative of it man and I'm and I'm grateful for it too Sean absolutely yeah man so uh speaking of golf man I saw you recently in Arizona man did you you I saw you had your club did you play? I did
1: how you shoot him? I shot him okay. a lot, right? <laughs> How was the course? How was the course? The course, the course was amazing. Um, The course was beautiful, and it's you know the nice backdrop of the mountains in Arizona. Um oh, yeah. I mean, I was I was nice off the tee box, but my chipping is just awful.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you, you live in PA, man. So it's cold. You don't get an opportunity to get out as much as if you were in Florida. The regular practice game, or even if you were in Arizona, man, that that really that really plays a role though in the development of um, one's golf game.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's time for me to start investing in, in golf more. Like maybe maybe get a lesson or two. Like I I told myself I wasn't gonna get any lessons until I played it for a few years, um, just to kind of. You know, when you start getting lessons, they start talking to you and, and you're new to the game. It could be overwhelming. I'm sure it's still going to be somewhat overwhelming, but I wanted to get a couple years under my belt. So I think I'm going to start investing um, so I can really actually get good or at least try to get good um, and learn what I'm actually doing. Because I'm just out there just trying to be an athlete.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I've been playing longer than you and I still have so many things going through my head. When, when I'm over the ball, and depending on what the club it is, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about that. And and, and you, as you know, being an athlete, playing ball, man, if you're thinking too much, like, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And so you just want to get out there and be, just be able to play and go. And uh, so shout out to my, 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 my brother-in-law, and my sister-in-law in love. They um they gave me um a gift card to a local golf course that I attend and uh, I'm gonna take some golf lessons, man. Hey, shout out to them, man, man. man. So I'm about to be a problem. So I already beat you anyway by ten to fifteen right. strokes. So that should increase to about twenty twenty five. <laughs> 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 hey, we playing in the spring, man. So we're gonna make we gotta make a yeah, we are.
1: Yeah, we make we it have. happen,
0: man. So talk <laughs> about so talk about what are you doing now, man.
1: So now I, I work for a company called Stryker. So I, I sell surgical solutions in sports medicine. Um, so when you think about sports medicine, we're talking about ACL reconstructions, rotator cuff tears, um, Achilles tears, labral tears in the hip, and the shoulder. So anything soft tissue um, in the body, uh, it's, in, it's in the space of orthopedics. It's funny, actually, I, you know, I pursued this role and you see sports medicine, you think I'm an athlete, oh, all you're going to work with is athletes, you know, these college athletes, high school athletes, and it's very much the opposite. You you actually spend more time working with people that are like 40, 50 plus, um, that are just, the, the tissue is just becoming degenerative over time, but they don't, they're not necessarily ready to get a replacement. You can repair the the tissue. Um, so and then we still work with the athletes, the younger athletes and stuff, but it's, it's been, it's been pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. How has it been in
1: the operating room? It's that, fun. That's
0: an adjustment. It's fun. Nice.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's fun. It's fun. You know, when you're thinking about going into operating room, you're, you're oh man, you're going to see blood or it's just, it's going to be crazy. Um, it's been, it's been fun, you know, in the role, it, you're very important in, in, integral, in, you know, important piece to, to what's happening in the OR. Um, you know, we're, we're sometimes teaching surgeons, nurses, scrub techs, we're setting things up, you know, so, you know, you're playing a role and ultimately it's for the patient, right? If you don't do your job, you know, the patient can get, you know, what they need. Um, and so it, it's been, it's been great. You know, sometimes it's more, uh, I would say, hectic, you know, depending on you know what's going on or if something goes wrong, but it, it's been super fun, for sure.
0: That's awesome. Do y'all have to have some type of huddle up before a procedure? Like, how do y'all prep? How do y'all get to know each other? And typically, how many people are usually part of a procedure?
1: So, um, you know, really, it's not it's not something formal like that going into each procedure. You know, typically the surgeons and the nurses. Um, know each other. And the PA, who's like the surgeon assistant for the case, they typically know each other. And then the rep is just kind of coming in and, and filling in, introduce yourself. Like it's very informal in that sense. Before a surgery starts though, there's always a timeout. So after all the things are moving, there's a timeout. Everybody has to stop what they're doing and we have to listen to the information patient, the procedure, and then like anesthesia, anesthesia has to agree that, you know, they got these certain, you know, drugs or whatever, antibiotics. Um, so you know, I would say that's probably the most like structured thing that we do. Um, but like as a rep, you come into a room, let's say you're going to a massive hospital, has a lot of turnover with nurses. You know, you introduce yourself. You know, hey, Ra-, you know, hey, how you doing, Susie? My name is Rafael. I'm a striker. I support Dr. Such and Such. I'm gonna be here to help you set up and 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 make sure that everything goes smooth today. Bang. And then we just roll right into it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how how long have you been with striker now, since December two thousand twenty-one, so it's about okay. a little over two years now. Um, Very nice. Yeah, so I, I started off as an associate. Um, I didn't have any sales experience, so that's you know typically the best way to just kind of get your feet, you know, feet, you know, feet on the ground, and uh, you know, start running around and trying to learn the business. And then I became a sales representative. So I've been a, a full-on sales rep for about a year and like three months. Talk about.
0: All the pit people that, that are within the striker. I feel like you talk about a pipeline. It's it's actually a really good look. Talk about talk about how that feels
1: and yeah, yeah, shout a couple people well, out. You know what, Well, what I'll say first is I think that is a testament to the University of Pittsburgh. You know, for you to have, you know, so many people from a university within striker and striker being one of the top medical device companies i think that's a testament to the type of character and the type of people that the university of pittsburgh is developing and especially a lot of them being athletes that's a testament to the programming that's in place at the university of pittsburgh so you know shout out to pitt because um, they're doing a great job with their student athletes and it's it's actually great it's it's almost like a like a fraternity yeah you know you go into you can go into some space or some different business unit or some different hospital. Oh, yeah, I went to Pitt. Uh, you know, actually, um, I don't know if you know him. I just met a, a gentleman. He works for endoscopy. Oh, Derek Turner. Yes. I don't personally know. Maybe
0: we might have met once, but he he was
1: a receiver. So that's just a great example. I just met him. You know, I played receiver. He played receiver. We're at our national sales meeting in Arizona. How you doing? You know, Raphael, he says, oh, Derek, oh, you play that pit. I play that pit. And it's just like, yeah, it's just, you know, and it's just all love. You know, know. there's an appreciation there. And obviously it's a network. You know, we're going to look out for each other. We're going to you know, keep each other accountable. Make sure we handle our business and, you know, we're going to look out for each other. So it's been it's been it's been great seeing how how deep pit is rooted in in striker.
0: Yeah, that's super dope. And take you back to pit, man. I'm going to throw some names out there. And I want you to uh, react. What comes to mind? You talk about development. You talk about Pitt. Penny Samaya. What comes to mind when you think about Penny?
1: Man, it almost like it almost it almost makes you get choked up thinking about Penny because of his his impact. And that word has got to be in all caps. Impact. I mean, from my from my official visit, the most impactful piece to my official visit, Penny, to. Day in day out, I mean, you know, it could have it could be something structured in a question, you know, that I would have to go into his room and ask him. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm just I'm just down, and I just need, you know, just a boost. And you just I just go in there and just sit down, I say, "What's up, Penny? You know, what's up, Rah Rah?" And it's just like it was just an energy, you know, and and, and I, I'm just so appreciative of Penny and just his guidance. He's a big big part of my 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 experience at Pitt for sure.
0: Super dope, super dope. Our guy Dylan, man, Dylan. What comes to mind? Dylan, man, D- Dylan was a student athlete, young student athlete with OA. Uh, you were his coach slash mentor. What comes to mind? You think of our guy Dylan?
1: You know, and Dylan, I'm so I'm so proud of Dylan, and, and that's that was a beautiful thing. You know, not to go off on a tangent, but that was a beautiful thing of being a part of Orange Arrow, because um, you, I got I got to meet Dylan I, in the beginning of Orange, uh, in the beginning, I think, it' was summer invitational. And also as a, uh, as a flag football coach,
0: let's go. And,
1: and, and to, you know, to see him grow up and to keep that relationship um, and to see what he's become, you know, and how smart he is and the way he wants to be involved in different things and to be able to still have a relationship and see that impact. I mean, Dylan, Dylan's awesome. I mean, him and his family, totally. I mean, they, they have been great. I love Dylan. I, I have genuine love for Dylan. I don't know if you know this, but you know, Dylan made a jersey and and, uh, and wore it to my games in college. You know, like and we, we, we got wow. we got a picture somewhere. I got to find a picture. Yeah, like and, oh, I did. I think I yeah. You got to send it to me. I didn't know that was he made a jersey. Wow, he made a jersey and like was showing love at the game and yeah. You know, I just I I, I you know, it's funny because I'm the I'm the elder, but I've Always felt the support from Dylan. Yeah, and you know, you and I'm not even playing ball anymore, and it's yep. just like yeah, I'm appreciative of that. And you know, I hope that it's reciprocated, and he feels the same way for me. So, yeah, still we got a great relationship. I'm gonna get Dylan
0: on the podcast. Yeah, th- yeah, he's gonna be one of the upcoming guests, and I'll ask him similar questions. And oh, I'm, uh, I'm go
1: gonna ahead. throw one more thing in here. He actually yeah. talking about Dylan. He actually just hit me up yesterday, and he brought up how um, how Josh Allen was a part of the the performance invitation in yeah. the summer yep. and he was saying how awesome that was and now now that Josh is like his you know his second favorite or his first favorite player outside of anybody in the Steelers he say he loves to watch them. so it just that's, shows like just from that little you know that little moment and that little experience for him like it was impactful you know even to today
0: That's super dope so go ahead and speak to that you the connection between you and Josh Allen Because you were the person that got us uh, set the opportunity up, where he surprised the kids virtually was during the pandemic and spoke to about being more than athletes. So how do you know Josh?
1: Yeah, good old Josh. So we played football together in junior college. Um, He was my quarterback Uh, back in 2014. I, I just finished in high school, went to junior college. You know, you got two guys don't have any scholarships. They're you know fully qualified, just looking looking to go play division one football. And, uh, you know, I think the competitive aspect and nature of us, you know, I guess nurtured a a friendship and a relationship that lasted so long, um, you know, till to today, but, you know, we, we were competitors and we wanted to win and we had dreams and, you know, we, we would go play, we would go play on Saturday. And then Sunday we're turning around and we're sending out thousands of emails, trying to get schools to look at us. And, you know, I think just that that bonding time we had, I mean, I would, like, stay over his house. And we didn't ha- – I didn't have any money. And, and I don't know. It was just It was just a – it was a pivotal time in both of our lives. And we got to experience that together. Um, and that's something that no one can take. And so, you know, it was a great time. And, you know, he went to Wyoming. I went to Pitt. And, you know, he, he's uh, now a quarterback in the NFL. And I'm super, super happy for him.
0: How, how does it feel – when you see all the success that he's been able to um, uh, achieve and experience, how does how does that feel for you, as somebody who uh, you know knew him back when?
1: You know, I, I'm I'm almost proud. I'm. It's like almost like not a not as a parent, but just proud as a friend. Um, because I, I saw the beginning and I know how much he's worked. You know, a lot of people they see people that are successful and they don't know the backstory. They don't know the days and the hours where, you know, someone was just locked in, you know, chipping away, chipping away. You just kind of see the final product. But, you know, I'm just proud of the guy. You know, I I know how much he's put into it. Um, You know, I I know how much he cares and how much he loves competing. Um, And and I'm just I'm proud of him. I, I, you know, uh, from a personal standpoint, I I went to his house uh, last year. In Buffalo, and I'm just looking around, and, and and it was just this proudness, like, dude, you built, you know, you built this, man, you you did this from the ground up, and I and I, you know, I'm proud of you. So, um, you know, it's definitely proud. That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: One more name, your brother, and if we were not for him, O A would not have been in, in partnership with the uh, University of Miami. Trent Harris. What comes to mind when you think of Trent?
1: Man, I, I you know, blood, blood wouldn't make us any closer. Um, you know, Trent's been my boy from the beginning. Uh when I went first went to Winter Park, I mean, we instantly uh we instantly bonded. We um we were both freshmen and we were gonna go to the varsity game. We stopped by his house and we we eat like 10 hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just sitting there just, you know, chopping it up. And he didn't even know me, inviting me to his house. Um, from the beginning, you know, Trent, Trent has been such a good friend, friend of mine, keeping me accountable, pushing me um, and, you know, me doing the same for him. And and it's just been awesome to see how life can turn out when you have the right people around you. You know, I think Trent is one of those guys. Um, You know, we're very alike. We're both competitors. I mean, we'll compete at anything. I mean, anything. You you name it, we're competing. Yeah, um, not very well and, in golf, though. But yes, but y'all compete shy? though. <laughs> you want to be
0: relevant in golf so bad, Sean? You,
1: you can't even beat me.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but no, nah, but you know, man, Trent, Trent's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I think one of the more important things too is a God fearing man. Um, and you know that's something that was it. Became a part of my life. More importantly, I mean, I the first time I really went to church when I was in Winter Park in high school, it was with Trent, and we would we would we would just go to church. I'm not saying I would stay up the whole time. Sometimes I was falling asleep, but uh, you know, he took me that. He he took me to church. Yeah. Um, so I love that guy. I'm super happy for him and everything that he's accomplished in his career.
0: And so the connection universe Miami that allowed a way to expand there. We have interns there. Interns is truly a critical part of the work of OA. I like to say our team is small but mighty. But individuals like yourself, Aisha, Monica, the list goes on and on. But interns have played such a key role. And so you have gone through the internship program, you supported throughout the years. Can you speak to how being part of OA helped helped you and you helped you in your professional career?
1: Yeah, well, you know, the first thing that comes to mind uh, is relationships, and you know, I learned very much, you know, being within Orange Arrow. Um, and, and do you want me to just speak from the intern standpoint? Because I, I got to, yeah. I mean, so I got to, you know, volunteer, intern, and became a program manager. You know, very quickly I learned, you know, the importance of relationships and and how that can impact people and how that can impact your own business. So I think, uh, you know, the first thing was. Building relationships. You know, I would say even from uh, you know, getting to see behind the curtains and how to manage a business. Um, how to manage a business, how to manage a a nonprofit organization. You know, I think I, I would say that my entrepreneurial spirit really increased being a part of Orange Arrow because I got to see, you know, you you actually have a big responsibility and and you kind of have a lot, you you allow a lot of visit, at least you allowed a lot of visibility for me to see the operations and things that are going on. Um, and so it made it made it more like I can envision being an entrepreneur more working um you know in orange arrow um and I would just say just from like an organizational standpoint having a responsibility I mean I, at the time I was a student athlete you know I, I'm sure I was responsible you know to be a student athlete obviously you, you have to have some level of responsibility but to then be able to translate that and do it in a different capacity uh, and, and to have Know responsibility to go to this site and work with these kids and meet with these individuals, a principal or assistant principal. Um, Hey, you know we need to develop this part of the program. Can you do that? We need it at this time. Like all those small things, you know, teach you the discipline and responsibility um, that translate into a career. You know, once you're done playing sports, and helps you. I mean, even when you are playing sports, it's just kind of nurturing those 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 qualities, those skills. So. You know, I think I developed a lot of the skills that I, you know, that I use today, part being from being a part of Orange Jarrell.
0: Super dope. And as we close, I mentioned this earlier, you truly embody what it means to be more than an athlete. But can you answer that question? Why is it important for a student to be successful outside of their sport?
1: You know, every day or every day there's an athlete that, you know, it's done playing sports. You know, it come it comes for everybody, no matter, no matter how good you are, you know, eventually it's gonna happen for LeBron James and he has had a stellar career. Doesn't matter who you are, whether it's in high school, whether it's in college, that day comes to all of us. And so I think it's important, I know it's important that while you're playing sports, you strive to be successful outside of sports, even small wins. Um because when you're done playing sports you can use those skills you learn from all those small wins and transition into your new career the problem is if you don't focus on trying to have success outside of sports when you're done playing whatever that is you don't you won't have the skills you won't have the confidence to be able to transition your identity has been warped into just playing sports and you don't have the small successes that give you the confidence and the skills to transition outside of sports, so I think it's critical to 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 seek success outside and to have success outside of sports. Absolutely,
0: Rob, man, I'm proud of you, boss. I'm proud of the man who you are, the man that you're becoming, man. You're uh, you're married now, so you, you have a beautiful family, man. And and I'm glad you're thriving your career, man. OA family for life, dog. Appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, Sean. OA forever. Take aim. Yep.